0: you unlock this benefit with the key of patreon beyond is another dimension a dimension of thought a dimension of speculation a dimension of mind you're moving into a land of both waffle and substance of things and ideas you've just crossed into the podcast zone Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Stories Out of Time Space, bonus episodes. That's right, we are travelling through the Twilight Zone and we are three episodes in. We're going to be diving in with Mr. Denton on Doomsday. And, uh, you know, not going to mess around too much, so me and Julian are going to go to the Wild West. Uh, six shooters handy, and uh, so starting with that. So Julian, give us the story and what are your thoughts about uh, Mr. Denton on Doomsday?
1: Well, I previously said I think the the first two episodes are sort of, you know... They're solid but you know they're they're not classics yet mm. uh this is a weaker episode than those mm. uh this is a dip down in quality i i love the wild west I, mm. you know i sort of am a reluctant lover of westerns but basically this is a story of uh the of a magic gun and you know a, a, a mr fate showing up and then there's an elixir but he's giving it to the opponent and you know, and it's like, is this a story of alcoholism? Is this a parable of, of violence and the, our violent tendencies? Uh, or is this a, you know, story of, of fate and sort of, um, you know, the gift of the magi? I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's all those things and none of those things really come to the fore.
0: I agree with that. Exactly. That was one of my notes, actually. is It's a bit muddled. That it's, it, you know is this meant to be? Like, it's obviously like a redemption arc, but like you know, it's it's what caused that because you know, I, I what I took from it, like I said, I tried to clear it all out, and what I took from it is is what you said. It's a story about fate. Like fate is literal in this, like the, you know, <laughs> but it's supposed. And to me, it's about this thing of how, or I took it as it, an, an event can change the direction of your life. A single small event can change the direction of your life, and this guy, Mister Denton. Um and it, it weirdly like there's clearly another episode going on, and you get to the end of this, where you're like, oh, there's a secondary sort of thing, but to me, this Mr. Denton guy like you find out that in his past, he killed a sixteen year old kid in a shootout in a duel, and that sort of drove him down to become this alcoholic, so he's had to, you know he was a gunslinger, and then this one event drove him off to become this rummy, as they call him, <laughs> and then he comes across this one this gun. And then him stumbling across this gun. And this is the problem. If it was just him stumbling across this gun created this moment of fate, then it would be a strong indication of fate. But they ha- literally have to bring a guy in called Dr. Fate, you know, sort of thing, which then makes it very muddled because that becomes all the magic. But I'm trying to think, about, you know, oh, you you know, no, it, it's almost trying to say that not everything is your fault. Like fate happens, things will happen and you will end up driven down. You can be diverted down this path for good or bad. Because, in the, the end of this, at the end of the, the episode, obviously, has this shootout with this other kid, this other younger guy, and they both get shot in the hand, and the, then their lives go off in these other directions again. And he says, like, you know, you've been saved, the fate I had." Which, it's I get what it's trying to say, but it's not clear. It's not. It's not um, as as well crafted as the previous two episodes, in my opinion.
1: No, I agree, and I, I mean the the presence of a magic gun. Yeah. and you know a guy who delivers it okay i'm fine with that right you can do 30 minutes on a magic gun no problem then when he's already got a magic gun why introduce this serum that lasts for 10 seconds and makes you the best sharpshooter ever he's got a magic gun <laughs> You know?
0: yeah like yeah. i don't understand that. that i think i think it's supposed it should be one or the other shouldn't it mm-hmm. yeah. um because the the elixir is supposed to, it's a visual indicator because obviously that that, that final jewel, and he sees that his his opponent has also got a bottle of the elixir. So there's been that there's been another story there where fate has intervened with this other person, uh, or Doctor Fate or whatever you want to call it. Was intervening with this other person, but then you're like, okay, but so what? You know, you need to make it clear then that everything that's happened up until this point. Has been an accident because he hasn't been taking the elixir when he shoots the, the his, his bully in the hand, or he hasn't been taking the elixir when he shoots.
1: But it's not an accident because fate is watching, and he yeah. sort of like waves the gun around, and fate sort of like makes it fire. And you do yeah. see, and it's a dead shot, right? It's perfect. Um, you do see when he's practicing. For the shootout at the oh, end, he, keeps he, he mm. misses, right? So clearly it's fate intervening and mm. making, you know, the gun fire as it's being waved around at precisely the right time, which is a cool idea, right? You know, sort of, it's not really, I guess it's not really a magic gun. It's sort of a magic gun that fate is able to influence, right? Yeah. But yeah, you know, we don't need that in the elixir
0: no it needs to be one or the other i think i mean you know there needs to be if if anything i think i would have removed fate up until Mm. that point you know like have him find a gun you know for whatever purpose doesn't have to be a magic gun just find a gun and then you know he he remembers what he was before and then fate can intervene or something like him finding the gun actually instigates fate i don't know but it does it feels muddy because what I'll show you how to
1: fix it. You get rid of fate. You just have it yeah. be the magic gun. And the magic gun, like, has some inscription on the side because it's black and white. You can't do color. Mm-hmm. But, you know, has some inscription on the side. And then the final shootout, you see the same inscription on the bad guy's gun. Okay, yes. done. I, and then what's left could be more focused <laughs> on the story of alcoholism um, and and, you know, his fate. Right. <clears throat> I mean, I will say what I like about this episode, you know, having trashed it, you know, it's not strong. <laughs> Uh, what I like about this episode is, number one, the the narration about alcoholism. Mm. And it seems as if that's what it's going to be. I mean, as somebody who has dealt with addiction, and many of my friends have dealt with addiction, um, you know, this, this narration about how he's killing himself slowly. You know, mm. and it's like there's something broken in him that makes him want to do this. It's a little judgmental, but I, it is touching, you know, and... Um, you know, him dealing with bullies is a little over the top. The, I kind of take a slightly different message than you did. I mean, I sort of take it as this is a guy who was great. He's great with a gun. He's the best sharpshooter in the West. And I don't buy this. But the theory in this universe uh, of this episode is that if you are a good gunslinger, people will come out of the woodwork to fight yeah. you because they they've heard that you're good and... I mean, this is just nonsense. This is not the way it worked. Um, But so the idea is, in my mind, the idea is sort of if you're great at something, it can lead to these unintended consequences of Mm -hmm. you actually not wanting to do that anymore because of all of these unintended consequences. And I think of it as like, think of how many people got famous young and they became a rock star at twenty. I've seen enough beyond, behind the music to know what happens next, okay? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not pretty. And uh, your relationships fall apart and you've got drug addiction. This guy's lucky. He only came off with alcoholism. And so as he starts practicing, uh, he gets the golden gun, so to speak, and he, uh, uh, he becomes a sharpshooter again. The same thing happens. And he's like, mm-hmm. well, one, one, uh, one haircut. That's, you know, one shave. That's all I got. <laughs> you know, and now they're after me again. And at the end, the two gunmen, you know, shoot each other in the hand and he's maimed. And so what I really what I take away from this and what I think is is being distracted from by the, the serum and all this nonsense is this crucial idea about like sort of like be careful what you wish for um, in a way it would have been better for that rock star to not be able to play guitar again you know, mm. because he started coming back and got off the sauce. Guess what happened? The prostitutes and the, and the cocaine started. So yeah. I think that there is a sort of, like, fate, like, be careful what you wish for. Being great at something does not equal being happy. Something like that that, that I take from it. And then I'll shut up no, for the rest of it.
0: No, no, I didn't know you, you're right when I'm saying you're right, because again, I, say, I, I, I see what you're saying, and I, I, I have on my notes here, and again, because they're quite muddled. I've mm-hmm. got uh, guilt of having a skill that causes death this thing of being great at something but it causes you know ill consequences for others was what i was sort of going with that and i've also got this need for people to prove themselves and again i've worked in environments i know you've worked in academia so you've probably seen as well this need for the young people that want to come through and be like oh he thinks he's the best does he you know that sort of thing like well i'm gonna prove him wrong or i'm gonna you know and you get stuck into office politics and all that kind of stuff um so I, I've, I see that as in sort of not office politics, but this idea of sort of like the moment you put your head above the parapet, and someone says, it doesn't even have to be you. Someone else declares you the best. Someone else is going to step in to say, like, oh, are you indeed? You know, like, I I think I hold that crown or whatever. Um, and so I see that, and I, you know, this idea, of this younger guy coming up to be like, oh, I'm the one to take you down, and then having that sort of taken away from him. You know, like you say, to, to almost like a preventative measure. to say, Then it's like, oh no, we stopped you, say, from having that, from being the, um, yeah, just using the Kurt Cobain or the sort of the Amy Winehouse, or like you know, we stopped, we have pre- hopefully prevented that. You can live your life and become a blacksmith. I don't know, but I can see that message. But I think that, that like you said, there's too much going on in this half an hour mm-hmm. to to be to be focused and concise. In the previous two episodes, we've gone, okay, that's what we're seeing. And we've been very sort of, you know, we've agreed on a lot in there. But with this, it's almost like, it's not that we're going, oh, no, we're taking different messages because it's, it's you know there's so much to dissect. It's like, no, we're taking different messages because it's a bit muddled. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it kind of veers
1: from, like, an exploration of alcoholism and human cruelty to, and, and there are other episodes that veer but that work, you know, to oh, here's Doctor Fate, and here's the gun. Yeah. and This is a, one of the three characters that this is about. Um, and then there's the, this like love interest, this woman, this sort of never developed. She's <laughs> compassionate, and you know, it's, it's, it's a little strange. Like she really doesn't want him to sing because it's humiliating. They, you know, they they uh, point guns at him and, and make him sing about how how dry he it feels. You know.
0: I the feeling like she was someone from his past. Like she's seen his decline and has obviously got some involvement from him in the past, but again, like this is almost like, instead of being half an hour, if this was an hour and a half and you really wanted to do this, like you probably could do this as a really interesting tale about redemption and about this sort of need to be the best or something like, you know, there's, there's a story to be told and there have been like, there are sure that I'm sure there are films that do this. It's just, there's a lot going on here, and it, it never clicks. I think that's the problem. It never really clicks in the same way that the previous episodes have. I mean, the other one as well, the other ones as well is the other sort of act in a really good, weird way in that there's only one element of the weird or element mm. of the supernatural, and it's clear what that is. You know, In the first one, it's very clear that it's like, oh, it's not nothing strange. This is about deprivation. This is about sensory deprivation. The second one is, oh, it's death. Everything else is the same, but we're going to introduce the concept of a corporeal death. This, it's like it's it's bits and pieces all over the place, and it's sort of like okay, so what? So you've got a fate, but you know you're never entirely sure what he is or how he's intervening or what's going on. And yeah, it's uh, it's it's all a bit muddled. Yeah, and I mean, I think you know what what
1: sticks with me is you know there there is a really good episode in here, right? Mm. I mean, uh, that is dealing with the alcoholism and just sort of the unexpected paths that our lives take. Yeah. Uh, and I will say that, you know, growing up in a culture in which we are told that, uh, you know, you this kind of Protestant idea of you succeed by your merit. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're poor, it's your fault. You just didn't work hard enough. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, Donald Trump Jr. No, he's he's that much. He's a thousand times smarter than you are. Walmart employee. I mean this nonsense i do like that you know if we're going to talk about that that good episode inside here that that good episode is one that that says oh wait uh real talent comes at a price
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um and i identify with that you know i'm a smart guy who you know i not trying to brag but but you know i feel like a failure in fact but when other people talk to me and they're like you know I, I you've done so much stuff. I'm like, yeah, but you wouldn't want to inhabit my brain. <laughs> you know, like it's not a nice place
0: to be. It's that it is it's the Jekyll and Hyde mode. It's it's the you know, the yin and yang, isn't it? There's sort of like, you know, what's you see the the one side but you may not see the other. What's the flip side of this? Um yes. So I, I do understand that. You know, it, it, it's it's not you know, it's not a great strong episode. there, there is another episode coming that I I actually I actually actively dislike but I have more problems with but it, it's okay but yeah it seems to me it was just muddled and and, and didn't it wasn't executed as well as the previous ones so that, that's my final thoughts any final thoughts from you julian no i'm good okay so there you go ladies right. and gentlemen that's it the third episode mr denton on doomsday uh you know enjoy it this is our traveling through the twilight zone so um ladies and gentlemen yeah that's the music we'll be using for this one uh ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for listening and we'll uh, see you on the next episode